Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Ladies and gentlemen, broadcasting from beautiful South Bermondsey, this is Achtung Millwall. Yes, hello, good morning, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, one and all. Welcome to the 12th edition of Achtung Millwall, which is, of course, the number one Millwall podcast. My name is Nick Hart. We're in a packed programme today. We've got some post-match review of yesterday's functional, if not particularly inspiring, 2-1 win over Blackpool with Stuza. A critique of Ian Holloway's tactics with Mr Neil Richardson. And to play out today's show, we've got an excellent listed line for September, Mr. Lloyd Stevens. Ladies and gentlemen, today's show is brought to you by our friends at the Punter's Helper, theph.co.uk, www.theph.co.uk. For just £10 per month, the Punter's Helper offers a daily tipping selection, as well as detailed analysis on some of the key races and meetings of the season. Not only that, you'll receive a more detailed betting review and breakdown of their daily selections, as well as an insight into why they back certain horses in certain races. Too good to be true? Well, the punter's help has produced profit in 9 out of 10 months since October 2013, and a massive return of 419 points to July 2014. Yes, for just £10 a month, you can be part of their growing tipping service. The Punters Helpers Businesses Profit. Why not join them at www.theph.co.uk? Ladies and gentlemen, please bet responsibly as you can lose quite a lot of money. All right, welcome now onto the show. One of our regular co presenters, Stoozer himself. Welcome to the show, Stoos. Hello, mate. How are you doing? I'm good. How was the, how was the glamping? Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. 
Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. Yeah, Grampian was lovely. It was a bit cold for August. You poor old thing. I thought it might be a bit uh, balmy and I could get the uh, Factor 50 out, but it wasn't like that. No, 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 no. Well, nothing to warm me up today. It was an odd game, wasn't it? Mill 2, Blackpool 1 today. Um, An odd performance in many respects because we controlled large chunks of the game for me and yet somehow... Never looked quite in control. Um, it was it was an odd combination, wasn't it? You know, they, when they came forwards, Blackpool, they looked oddly dangerous. Yeah, I didn't think so in the first half. In the first half, I thought we was all over them. And uh, when we got the second goal, I thought maybe we'd get a cricket score. But, yeah, unfortunately, I think Nile Ranger made the difference. <laughs> and uh, after that, they did look, when they come forward, they looked dangerous, yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll come on to Mr Ranger later in the conversation. I mean, the, the the team to start today was the usual um, four defenders, two, I don't know what you call them, like a holding midfielder role, isn't it, in front of the, the back four. And then uh, the, the three on one up front. Um, and a, a debut today for a very impressive youngster, I thought, Jack Powell. First time I've seen Jack Powell, but I really thought he looked he looked composed on the ball today. He's got the full repertoire. I'm glad you said debut before I did, because I walked out and went, best debut I've seen since Adrian Syriou. And uh, all my mates were like, that wasn't his debut, you prick. He played on, <laughs> played on Tuesday and he played at Wickham as well. But, I, I should have inserted uh, league, league debut. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I can fall back on the fact it was his league debut. But yeah, honestly, I was amazed by him. I thought he was... He looked the most composed player on the pitch. So for someone that young who's making his league debut... I mean, in the side, obviously, because of the, um, the sad absence of Jimmy Abdu, who has had to return back to France for a family funeral. So, um, our thoughts go with Jimmy for the, for that. But um, but what a you know what a presence we we've seen to have for for one so young. He seemed like he'd been playing league football for years. I mean, it, the, the boy just looks like he's almost been born fully formed, doesn't he? You know. Yeah, he could. He played it short, played it long, played it, and even when he was under pressure, he knew how to get out of uh, trouble and get the ball off so we were safe again he was yeah as I say the most complete debut I will keep going with that yeah most complete debut I've seen for a long time and I make the uh Siriu comment but obviously Siriu wasn't <laughs> even half the footballer in his debut that Jack Powell seems to be today <laughs> yeah that, kind of, that that slipped past me slightly that comparison there but a comparison I did like on the House of Fun was um Jack Powell is the Peckham Perlo according to a guy called yeah. Le- Leckia Duncey calls himself Leckia Duncey um on, on Hoff the Peckham Perlo is a bit about good good midfielder he obviously. certainly does he certainly does probably look, the first real sign I've seen I mean I, I wasn't there on Tuesday night I didn't go to the Week game, but um, you know this kind of fabled crop of youngsters, which we've heard a lot about, and now we are slowly starting to see with Fred, and now Jack Powell. Um, it, it does promise a lot, um, Stu's, doesn't it? Well, the thing I said to my old man today, out of the youngsters, is the one that I've heard least about. So uh, you got O'Brien, um, Onion Dimmer, and uh, yeah. Sid Nelson as well. They've all been spoken about yeah. about breaking into the first team, and I've not heard so much about Jack Powell, and he's come from nowhere, and yeah. 
putting that performance. So, oh, he was playing alongside experienced midfielders, you know, Sean Williams and um, obviously uh, the likes of Scott McDonald and and, and uh, Alan Dunn and so on around him. So, that's clearly going to help as a, as a league debut, being serious. But um, no, I mean, for, for, for one so young, he just seemed to command the ball and look like he was born to it. So so well done, Jack Powell. That was that was some debut. Um, it was an odd first half in many ways, dudes. I mean, I've just got the statistics here, which shows us with our kind of slightly less possession this time. We've been used to 60% plus. According to the BBC, it's 55% possession in, in the whole game. Um, we seem to hold the ball a lot in that in that first half. And yet somehow, after we scored... We nearly let Blackpool creep back into it, didn't we? I think that possession stat probably comes from the last, I don't know, 20, 25 minutes, doesn't it? Where it's a, it's like a 90 minutes to be able to hold yeah. the ball a lot more. So, um, what struck me, I mean, we, we've got this style of football that we, we're committed to. It's not going to change. So, although much as the likes of myself might moan about it a little bit, we're playing this passing style, which um, you know is, is going to permeate throughout the the club, the the league, the youth teams, and so on. Um, I'm just a little bit bothered by it at times because when we come up against teams like Rotherham um, last week and, and and Blackpool today, who are in to various degrees direct, they're they're kind of an old-fashioned lump it forwards and get some big big bodies on the end of the of the ball forward. We just seem to struggle a little bit. We don't seem to be quite um, geared up for that kind of football, do we? No, and that's the thing. You've got to be able to uh, adapt, haven't you? And I think that's in this league. That's why. Uh, you'll see strange results every week, wouldn't you? Teams yeah. you think are going to beat the other team and then it goes the other way. And I think that's because a lot of teams do uh, play different ways against different teams. So, yeah, you've got to be able to adapt. Uh, and I agree with you, that's the only thing with the way we're set up. I don't really think we've got a plan B at the moment, even when sub- subs come on. We kind of fit them into the way we're playing rather than... Um, sometimes I want to see a four-four-two again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fabled thing at Millwall, the four-four-two <laughs> always works. But sometimes I want to see us put two up front rather than still sticking with a lone man up front. So we've got a, a, a piece with, which I recorded the other day with Nez from House of Fun, in which um, he advocates the return of the old four-four-two wingers and um, you know back to the old school type of approach, two strikers. And um, one of the points I made to him, and, and which continues to bother me slightly, is that when we're playing this patient football, which is uh, to some is is beautiful to watch, <clears throat> uh, to others can be a little bit going up your own arse and farting about with it. I'm just not sure that Den is a crowd that's well suited to patience, is it? No, no. <laughs> people want to see see action or see results or see crunching tackles, don't they? Mm. Um, I think Nez, is, uh, Nez has made his footballing career on a rising like a salmon at the back post, nothing in a header above two tall defenders from the winger's cross, hasn't he? So probably where he's coming from on that one. But I mean, the I actually missed um, the, the build-up to the first goal today, which was um, it was a free kick, I believe. I didn't actually see it because I was I was more focused on the abuse of Nile Ranger that was going on in in front of the West Lower, who was warming up, and there was a torrent of abuse being poured down towards him and um, I looked up to see the ball um, glancing across the area and slotted in by Scott McDonald so I'm told Jack Powell took that free kick and, and centred it for, for McDonald to slot home for 1-0 but I did see going back to the uh, Pirlo connection that was the thing that impressed me most about Powell he was up for taking the free kicks and he seemed to know what he was doing with them um, yeah. that first goal seemed to be straight off the training ground yeah um the kind of ball you don't see played all the time in that position, you expect it to be lumped in in the air. Um, but yeah, he played a perfect ball across the ground. McDonald was there to slot it at home. So yeah, 
that's another thing for Jack Powell. He seems to have a lot of confidence doing doing things that uh, seasoned players wouldn't do as well. Yeah, I mean that's that. I mean, we keep making the same point. This is this is his league or was his league de- league debut today, um, and to have that amount of um, you know kind of uh, calmness on the ball at, at this level at such a young age is is absolutely amazing. So. So he created the first goal. The, 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 um, the second period was probably more in Mill's favour, I've got here. And, and the second goal when it went in was, was quite nice work by Scott McDonald, wasn't it? Passed it across the penalty area and uh, yeah, yeah. smashed in by um, by Scott Malone at the, at the far post. Now, at that point, I thought we were going to sew it up. Um, but as we ever seem to, we seem to kind of create problems for ourselves. And it's always going to be the classic, um, the Marlon King, the Lee Hughes, or in today's case, it was the Nile Ranger that came in and got the goal that really you know, put a cat amongst the pigeons for the last, what, 20 minutes or so. I must admit I was on the edge of my seat a little bit, wondering how this was going to turn out. Well, one of the comments I've read on the way home on uh, House of Fun is about um, the bad boys always playing well against us. Yeah, and there's a reason for that is because we are the bad boys in yeah. terms of a football club. <laughs> we are the bad boys, so maybe they actually come in and they thrive because they feel at home a bit. Um, and that kind of abuse is going to be water off a duck's back to someone like Nile Ranger, who's done all the shit he's done in his life. So yeah, it's, it's probably another day at the office in certain respects. As someone said on House of Fun, God help us if uh, Rolf Harris ever signs to play up front for everyone. <laughs> Stop me in my tracks, that thought. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> um, no, Ranger. <laughs> um, you're right. I think, it, I mean, it is the same, you know, much as people won't like to hear this, and I, I, I can I, I can understand the, the venom and the, and the kind of, um, you know, the fear and loathing directed at people like Lee Hughes and, and, and No Ranger and, and so on. Um, sadly, it is the same energy that they're feeding off of that is that we feed off of. Is it the den is the bear pit, and those are players that will respond to that kind of confrontational atmosphere. So that's why they always do well against us. I think it's right. Um, I mean, Holloway said that we got ourselves into a great situation. As he's speaking after the game, and we've got to learn to manage the game better. And I think he's right because we should have really have closed out at two 0 up, and we should have controlled it to an extent. We just didn't. Yeah, that's my that's my main concern from today and for the season, is that we get ourselves in a position where we should be cruising and we let it slip. Um, I think if they hadn't have got the goal, we probably still would have cruised through at 2-0. But as soon as they had that goal, the players panicked a bit. Um, and you could feel the pressure. You could feel the pressure. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I think I posted something along those lines on on Twitter because it was it was quite nervy and jangly and, and all the rest of it. And you know, you could just see Blackpool creeping in with a late goal. I think they nearly made it to each after the the the, the first Blackpool goal. I think they went close again yeah. at that point. Um, so you know, this is another thing that. I feel like a slight kind of um, party pooper here because we we are doing quite well in the table. I think we're you know we're actually up in the um, even though it's only five games in, we're in the playoff zone at the moment. So that's that's all good stuff, and we want to see that. But defensively, I'm just not not totally convinced that we are able to contain these kinds of sides at the moment. I just think there are still question marks around the the defensive aspect and also the scoring goals aspect down the other end of the pitch. See, I'm not sure it's defensively. It's not uh, It's not about players for me. It's just about the attitude of the team and how they can stay focused, basically. I think when we're playing football, we look like a playoff challenge inside. But... Mm. Uh, if we get a bit of fear in us, that's it. It all goes. And throughout the team, I think it goes, which leads to the defensive mistakes, the slip-ups, which is when we let in goals. So. 
Yeah, it's almost like we don't believe in ourselves at the moment. I suppose it's not that long since last season and the kind of horrendous experiences we had. And, you, you know, you do still wonder whether some of the players truly believe they're as good as the level they're being asked to play at now. And um, it, it does seem to be a slight kind of fragility to us, doesn't there? So, yeah, I mean, it, it finished 2-1 by the by hooker by Crook. Um, and that's, that was a good result. And that sends us fifth in the table, which is giddy stuff. Ten points from the first five games. So... What's that? It's a sixty-six percent return on on the first five games, which is actually not bad, not bad at all. Well, and it's a two-point average, isn't it? Everyone talks about the two-point average being yeah. in ship form or, yeah. or or being up there challenging at least. So you can't can't really argue with it. Um, and I think we're being a bit spoiled, to be honest. If we had made this start to last season, we would have been happy as Larry and yeah. declaring Steve Lomas a genius and. <laughs> giving him the freedom of Bermondsey, so. Steady, steady. God, I don't even want to think about that. <laughs> steady, steady. Who would you take as your man of the match today, Stoos? Who would you pick out? It's got to be Jack Powell for me. I've uh, read some more posts saying about uh, Simon McDonald mm. did have a good game again. And I think I said um, the last podcast I did, I think that's definitely like a new player. He's had a couple of quieter games, but Scott McDonald again today looked really, really good. Obviously got the goal and the assist and... Uh, was involved in quite a lot, but I can't look past Jack Power. I just think um, he was at the heart of everything. Yeah. Even when he went off, maybe he's tired after two games, but uh, I didn't want to see him go off. So. No, no. I, I mean, I picked out the same two names: Jack Powell and Scott McDonald. I, I too would have gone for Jack Powell for the same reasons. I think it was just the, you know, the kind of um, the curious mix of youth and yet maturity that um, you know sits at odds with his age. Um, I've, I've gone for Jack Powell too, but Scott McDonald did very well. I mean, he scored the opener and created the second, so you can't you can't argue with that either. But no, I, I think Lee Martin as well. Lee Martin's a, a bit of a sleeper. Like he's been. Uh... Again, he looks like one of our most creative players and he, he does lose the ball from time to time when he's trying to do something a bit tricky, but he's been quite consistent and he looks dangerous. He looks a lot more dangerous than um, I thought he would be when we signed him last season. Talk of signing Sean Scannell. I, I, I can't say I know a huge amount about Sean Scannell, but um, the talk is that there's a, a deal trying to be struck with Huddersfield Town at the moment. I'm going to presume he's going to come in for um, Walford's position, I would guess. That must be the one that's under pressure if he does sign. Is he the heir to the uh, truck company? or Scannell? <laughs> I mean, he was the next Crystal Palace, um, Herbert, so I was looking at him earlier on, and, um, you know... Clearly, I suppose Holloway knows him from his Crystal Palace days. Um, he, he seems to be quite well thought of up at Huddersfield, and there's one or two, you know, wailing texts from Huddersfield Town fans pleading for him to not not leave and, and to stay. But I think he's he wants to get back down south, and you can't blame him for that. Um, yeah, I think wailing wailing texts and posts from Huddersfield fans <laughs> at the moment. I'm not going to count for much in terms of uh, is he a good player, but but he's always been one of those players. People speak about him, don't they, and say, yeah, he's, he's got talent, he's a good player, but he has moved about a lot. He's not. Um, in terms of, someone said this morning on House Fun, where he plays, even if he's playing on the wing, he's got a terrible return in terms of goals. Like yeah. You expect someone playing on the wing to get a better return in terms of goals, but who knows? Like you say, maybe living up in dirty Yorkshire is not for him, and uh, no. if he was back in the big smoke, it'd, it'd be a bit more at home. So I suppose you we could say, 
I suppose you could say the same about Matthias Renegi, Renegi, I don't know what the correct pronunciation is of his name. Um, a career that's that's kind of lurched from, you know, kind of ample returns at some clubs to next to nothing at others. And maybe that's Holloway's kind of tactic. He seems to favour players that are, you know, slightly lost and lonely, don't they? You know, that, that don't seem to have um, settled anywhere and that can come to him and, and hopefully mature into something more than what they were. Yeah, well, I watched his, uh, as you do with every new signing, I watched his goals on YouTube to see what I thought of him. Yeah. Um, and he reminded me of a lot of the players over the years where you look at their YouTube highlights, Bob Peters, Barry Powell, those kind of players. Yeah. And you think, actually, it looks like we've got a player here. And then uh, they turn up, and I've got to be honest, I wasn't impressed today. He looked, uh, you can talk about match fitness, maybe he ain't been playing and stuff like that, but he looked at least a yard off the pace and didn't look too interested. Managed no. to pick up a booking, which is always good on your Millwall debut. But. Yeah. I mean, you know, he, he comes in at six foot five, so you know we're, we're talking kind of um, Hofmeier level, aren't we? In, in terms of height, at least. Um, and I, my thought when he when he, his name was mentioned that this is going to be the new Hoff for, for the remainder of the season. But you're right; he didn't seem to be terribly, um, you know, much to look at today. That's for sure. But then this was a, a late substitution, so who knows? Um, there's an interesting piece on the news at Den about um, the loan of Renegi from, from Watford. Apparently, in, in a previous life, Ian Holloway's criticised Watford for their extensive use of um, Italian players from, well, and Spanish players from Granada and Udinese, all on loan. Um, and their Watford scout, uh, Filippo Giraldi, has said how funny is life when someone complains about your policy and then after 12 months comes back to you using what they suppose destroyed football. So um, I suppose you know, <laughs> Holloway is being accused of double standards there, isn't he? But you know. to take a step down there. Yeah. yeah but... I think even what we've seen this season with Holloway's comments is... Uh... He's not the kind of bloke who says something he's going to stick by for the rest of his life, is he? So no, he's, was it Oscar Wilde said something about the consistency's boring or something, or some some something like that. I don't know. But um, Jermaine Pennant is rumoured to be keeping fit, keeping himself fit, working out with the Millwall side. I don't know if there's any real prospect. He's apparently tweeted that there's no chance of him signing for Millwall. Um, it seems quite a strange thing. Use our facilities and uh, go and get another club. But I don't know. I suppose that's how you do it, isn't it? You have a look at a player, see if they've still got anything about them, and that'll be you first in line if if you think they're actually worth signing. But yeah. Jermaine Pennant, I don't know. I've I'm not one of those players you look at and think, yeah, could have been all right. Could have, um, yeah. Probably do a job in the championship, but uh, do we really need him in that position? I'm not sure we do, to be honest. No, we we need a dangerous striker, and it takes me to to Lee Gregory, who again, you know, um, sat on the bench again today. When it might have been a game we'd have expected him to to take the pitch at some stage, if not to start. Um, we've paid two hundred and fifty thousand for Lee Gregory. He's coming from non-league. Um, he appears to have something about him, but he's certainly not the finished article. So it, it just begs the question as to. What he's what he's doing with us because Holloway today has come out and said that he's he'll you know be loaned out if if the opportunity arose for him. So, you know, we're talking about maybe Jermaine Pennant is or isn't um, a possibility, but you wonder what <laughs> what some of these signings are actually all about when um, when the players aren't getting starts. Yeah, I read the comment about loaning him out as well, and uh, that's the kind of thing you do with youth players, isn't it? It's not the kind of thing you do with someone who you've just signed for two hundred and fifty grand. Because they've got a brilliant scoring record in the lower divisions. Yeah. yeah, there's something something strange about the Gregory signing for me that uh, 
don't really make sense. I, I would have thought he'd be given more game time up to now. I suppose the comparison would be with Steve Morrison when we signed him from Stevenage and, and what you know his kind of non-league, lower league um, backstory. Um, but we said we we signed Morrison in, in League One, didn't we? So Gregory, by contrast, has come to us from non-league straight into the Championship, which is a different ball game entirely. So perhaps there's an argument he's not going to develop quick enough, or he's not going to get the starts in the Championship that he needs to actually hone his his striking skills that he might get. If he was playing with um, Robbo down at Pompey or somewhere like that, perhaps that's the the idea of it. I don't know. It does seem a curious. Wasn't Morrison out non-league when he signed? Uh, Stephen is. I don't know if they were a league team at the time, whether he was. Or they, they, they were conference still, but um, you know, he, he certainly all, came. All I remember about Morrison is the uh, Staines game in the FA Cup. <laughs> <laughs> when he first joined, and I remember seeing you there, Nick, standing about yeah, two yeah. in front of me when he made that uh, dreadful miss. Uh, just went through his legs on well, two yards out, I think it was, well, that and was... Uh, that was it for him. That was the end of his career. That was a low point. Then, yeah, look what he went to do. So, yeah, you can't judge a player, but then we've not had a chance to judge Gregory at all, and that's the thing. I want to see him play. I want to see what he can do. Yeah, I mean, he started up at Sheffield, where the game that I went to up there, and you know, he, he did look a little bit um, lost because we just weren't playing the balls that he needs. I think he's more you run onto a ball player rather than being a you know the full-on physical striker that wins the ball and muscles his way around the penalty area. Um, but uh, um, it's just curious. I mean, he didn't he didn't play in the week when you might have expected him to to start. We played John Marquis, who's then been subbed out now to Cheltenham Town, and that's there's just some really curious um, decisions that you can't quite get your head around. Not disastrous, but they're just curious, aren't they? Why start Marquis when you're going to loan him out a few days later? Yeah, the game in the week is the prime example, isn't it? I think uh, all the players we had out, you would have thought Gregory would have got a run out then, but. Yeah, I sometimes wonder whether Holloway's completely on an even keel. <laughs> you do wonder what, what what logic gets applied in these situations. Why do you wonder about that? <laughs> Most other people know he's definitely not on an even keel. That's the one thing people know about. I worry about these things. It bothers me. Yeah, well, anyway, <laughs> shouldn't. He's definitely mental. That's what I'll say. Paul Robinson's extended his um, loan stay down at Portsmouth till January. Um, Again, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, Dunny is now obviously club captain and he's starting regularly in central defence. Um, I just think we're a little bit, or Dunny is a little bit um, vulnerable to an aerial attack. He's not the biggest, not the tallest guy in the world. I know that he's he's got the physical presence and the, um, you know, the lion's fire in his belly, and we see that. We saw a little bit of it today. But Robbo being down at Portsmouth is, um, I, I just feel that we're, you know. We're, We've lost a we've we've lost a defensive element that we haven't quite replaced yet. Yeah, we are, but I think um, Byron Webster's another one that we haven't seen much of, and I saw him pre-season, and I think he's a Robbo kind of player. He could slot in where Robbo left. Um, yeah, he come on today in a. I think we went five at the back in the end, but uh, yeah, I I, yeah. I rated Webster. I, I thought he looked good. Um, so I think we've got someone there. I wouldn't take done out the team because I think he's done well so far. But, yeah, I think there's someone else there who could slot in. Um, again, we need to see him getting some game time. I mean, I, I, I wish Paul Robinson well. I mean, he's a, he's a long you know, servant for Mill Football Club, very well thought of. And he says he's delighted to be staying at Fratton Park till January because he's going to get first-team football down there. So that's that's all to his his benefit. Um, as I say, it just bothers me. I think the last two games have slightly... Um, 
uh, unsettled my, the way that I was looking. I, th- I thought we were actually quite defensively sound. Um, well, we were clinging on a little bit at Fulham, but then we were up against a you know a, a Premier League side there in, in many respects. I just think that when it comes to the aerial bombardment type of approach, we we just lack a little bit of height in central defence. You're, you're right about Webster because he came in to reinforce the the aerial threat today, didn't he? I think um, Powell left the pitch and um, Webster came in for that very purpose. Um, Richard Chaplow. Um, Returned in mid- <laughs> Richard Chaplow. I remember him. He returned in midweek. He wasn't involved in the squad today, so maybe he's tired himself out, or maybe he's got injured again. I don't know. Um, but no, he, his return was well thought of, um, well reported in the, you know from Tuesday night's loss against Southampton. I th- it sounds strange things. I actually can't remember that much about him anymore. Can you? I can't remember that many performances where he played. I can remember a bald bloke running around, but that's about as I far as it remember. goes. <laughs> I don't know if it was. I don't think it was his debut, but it just signed for us. I think it was Cholton away when he uh, squared the ball. Can't remember what the score was, but yeah, Cholton away he squared the ball for someone to uh, score for us. And at that point, I was like, "Oh, he's a brilliant player. He's going to be great." Um, that's the only thing I remember about him. Apart from that, he's bald. He plays golf a lot. Um, yeah, and he played during the week. But he played during the week against his old team. Don't forget and. Uh, I wonder how much of that was, uh, was like on a, the show for the fans who still rate him yeah, in the away end. I think, I mean, such is the human memory that, it, you know, you do memories do fade of people, and it's only through, through Twitter and that kind of curious Charles Bronson image that he presents of himself on Twitter. That's that's all I know about him. He's got that moustachioed oh, ball. Bronson, yeah, the, kind of like the bald, you know, the, the prison, the British prisoner, the, um, mad, mad prisoner he from hell. himself up and stuff like that. That, that I wouldn't know. That I wouldn't know. It, it, it does look a little bit suspect, the image he presents. I mean, he certainly wouldn't look out of place at the, you know, one of the Soho drinking dens, perhaps, of around, you know... What's the Admiral Duncan and all those kinds of places. But, um, I like him. Well, no, now you said Admiral Duncan just before I said that. We'll cut that bit, mate. We'll cut that, we'll cut that out, mate. We won't. I know that will go in. <laughs> I'm just looking at um, Aldo this season. When News at Den does this five things we learn from um, you know from each game. I'm just reading through his Mill uh, Southampton five things he learned from it. Um, one thing that did strike me there's there's one bit in this five things we learn thing. There was Aldo dug out a YouTube clip of Shane Long apparently cost twelve million pounds for Southampton, and he says this is what you get for twelve million pounds, and he calls it an outrageous dummy. But I, I've watched it about three or four times. And it looks for all the world like he miskicks it, like he stubs his toe actually, and I don't think he. Meant to do this, the the idea in this video is that it looks like he's fainted across whilst passing it with the other ball, the other uh, foot forward. But I think he actually stubbed his toe on the floor. I don't think it's actually very impressive I, at all. I watched it as well. I think the worst thing about it is he did mean to do it, and he's seen Thierry Henry do it three, four years ago, whatever it was. And uh, but he just looked like a dickhead, didn't he? he <laughs> it was stubbed. so obvious what he was doing. Uh, no one was fooled by it. If it had of uh, fooled the defenders, but he also had the bloke he passed to was in about twelve yards of space on his own on the right wing. So he stubbed his toe. No I'm like, <laughs> if he meant that, I'm the Queen of England. I'm Kelly. I'm Kelly Malone in that case. <laughs> Maloney. Um, yeah, I was going to say, that's Scott Malone's mum. <laughs> oh, dear, oh, dear. Um, so one, or, one or two little sour comments from the midweek um, performance, because, I mean, Holloway's fielded pretty much a second-string 11, third-string 11, perhaps, uh, against Southampton, and a guy called Gunner Brian Gambrill said, I wouldn't have bothered going um, if he'd have known that our reserves were going to turn out against um, Southampton concentrate on the league but don't take our money under false pretenses um 
I'm not sure about that. I mean, I, th- I think the League Cup now is a competition that is sadly fading and dying, isn't it? So I think everyone understood from the very start that it wasn't going to be, it wasn't going to be a full house, and the probability Southampton might have fielded a, a week inside, though they didn't. And we probably would as well. I think it's a measure of the size of the club we're becoming now, Stu's, that we can afford to field second-string 11s in competitions that don't matter. Yeah, I, I see it as a positive. Like you say, I think it shows the uh, depth of the squad that Southampton put out pretty much a first team or people who would be around the first team. Yeah. We put out a team of youngsters and we still only lost 2-0. And yeah. one of the goals was in the 95th minute, wasn't it? So, yeah. Um, I, I see it as a positive. If anyone was uh, feels like they were hoodwinked by, I'd, in fact, I'd give them a bit of advice. If uh, half the ground's shut and you can't actually buy tickets to sit there, then you're probably going to see a weakened team going out. That's uh, that would be my advice. <laughs> I think con- uh, contact Andy Amber, the chief executive of the club, and get your money back. That's what I would recommend you do, Brian. Um, it'll, it'll, it'll front up, no problem. Um, we've also signed a, a, a new midfielder, a, a French, uh, Algerian French, I guess. All I've got here is El Bekri. He must have a first name, but I don't know what his, what his first name is. El Bekri. Dave. Dave. Dave El Bekri. Dave El Bekri. There's a, a photo of him. He, he, apparently, he's quite talented, but quite a small player. Neil Harris was speaking well of him on, on the official site. Um, but the photo of him looks about six years old, doesn't he? The ball looks bigger than he does. But again, I've actually seen him. I haven't <laughs> read about him. But, uh... <laughs> he looks, he looks, he looks very, very, very young. Um, let's hope he does, you know, does have the talent that everyone's talking about because um, he, he looks like he's going to get pushed around a little bit if he doesn't have the talent to take that out of out of the equation. Um, so yeah, well done to El Beckery, Dave El Beckery. A functional win, workmanlike win, I think, today. Um, but well, there we are, we're fifth in the table and looking upwards with a bullet. And then we come, we've got an international break now, isn't it? So we've got two weeks off. And we come back to Ipswich um, in two weeks' time. Are you going to that game, Stu's? Are you around for the Ipswich game? No, I'm not. I'm going to be in Spain. Um, not glamping. Uh, I'm going to be in a straw hut instead in Spain. So it's... I'm going to maintain my. Millwall hard man image that I've got through doing this podcast by going and uh, sleeping in a straw tent in Spain. Well, some of us will be doing a podcast for everyone on everyone's behalf whilst you're off in a straw tent in Spain, mate. So enjoy your trip. Um, that's going <laughs> to close out this, this section of the show. Big thank you to Stuza for being available tonight. Thank you, mate, as always. And um, no worries, cool. we'll catch up when you get back from your 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 kind of back to nature trip to to the central regions of Spain. So have a good one. I bet people can't wait. Hi, my name is Tony Bennett. You might have heard of me, but I croon for a living. You know, it might surprise you to know that back in the day, I used to sing along your old Ken Road for a few bucks here and there. And while I was over there in London, England, I developed a love in my heart that has never left me. Take it away, Mr. Piano Man. I left my heart at Chowbladay. Town. Love me, love me.
leave your Millwall messages at 02-08-14-402-332. Do it now. Hi, Nick. Mike Bessick. I thought you asked for people to ring in with a report of Tuesday's game, so I thought I'd give it a go. Um, very, I thought when we got there, we were going to get absolutely hammered. Looking at their team, they sent out a premiership side, and we put our reserves out. We were actually looked like we were going to get hammered. But no, we played well. I thought the first half we played very well, and it was good to see that um, Holloway's got everybody playing the same way. Everybody looks comfortable on the ball. So that was good. Um, if you actually think about their side, Shane Long, £12 million, you'll probably buy him, have a good shot of buying Millwall for that. So that puts it in some sort of perspective for me. Um, only one chance in the first half, really, with um, GA missing that chance. But, OK, they played all right, really. Um, second half, we tired a bit, and their class told. So fair enough. They were always going to win. But against the reserve side, I thought we did really well. The pluses on the night, I thought Jack Powell, I thought he was absolutely fantastic for a young lad. Played the whole 90 minutes. He obviously got a bit tired. But I think we, we, cannot, we can say goodbye to Josh Wright, especially after this play against Rotherham. I think he can go back where he deserves to be, really, in Division 1. Just not good enough. Don't have a great deal against him, but I just don't think he's good enough. Other pluses, I thought Byron Webster in the central defence looked good, looked big and strong. Um, really, really liked him. Um, and I thought all the kids did well when they came on, Fred and, and the like. There were some negatives on the night, though, I have to say. Um, I hope that Carlos Edwards and Scott Malone don't get injured very quickly because I, I thought our full-backs were awful. Hoyt and Briggs, um, their, their ball retention, their ball pass was just awful, and really, I think we're in trouble there. Um, what do we know? Ford, Ford, he had a, you know, Ford is Ford, didn't he? Made some good saves. His distribution's a lot better than he used to be, but he still gives it, he still makes some silly mistakes, and really, he gave uh, Jack Powell a no-brainer no ball for the first goal. Went for a corner and they scored. But still, that's that's faulty. We know him and we love him, don't we? The last couple of people, really, the next one, I think, was John Marquis. There he is, three, four years on from when he started. And in my opinion, he's no better. A lovely lad, tries his hardest. But really, I don't know. I think we ought to try and invest in somebody else because he just isn't good enough. And the final one for me was Chaplow, Richard Chaplow. They, they gave him a good reception. He obviously did well with them. And reading and looking at what's been going on, everybody else seems to think he played well. I wasn't so sure. Um, he ran around a lot, but to me, he gave the ball away, and, and some of his passing was poor in good situations. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm probably out on a limb on this one, but I didn't think he played that well. I thought his final ball was poor, and as I say, I think he gave the ball away. Anyway, onwards and upwards, and let's hope we beat Blackpool. My Lego, bye. Yeah, block three here. I don't know what the fuck was going on. It was a geezer of a naughty, weaved hairdo. Looked like it came out of a spray can. They shouldn't, anyone who don't normally sit in block three, come up there. Games like this, they should open the whole stadium. I can't have it. I'm not having it no more. Spray it here. I'm not having it. Yeah, hi, um, my name's Harry. I'm leaving a match report for the Tuesday night game, or Carling Cup game, or Milk Cup, as you'd be better to put it, um, against Southampton. Um, just a few points, really, a match report and slight kind of opinion of the game. Um, I think Millwall played well. I think Millwall done really well with the side that we had out. I mean, the side, uh, if you weren't at the game, um, only really had two players who started on Saturday, which were 
uh, falling goal and Williams who had dropped into the uh, into the centre back role in defence. And we all played a four a back four tonight with Justin Hoyt playing on the right hand side. And to be honest, he was well, he was Justin Hoyt. He looked absolutely knackered by forty five minutes and uh, well, in my opinion he was at fault for definitely definitely giving well, the ball away a lot of the time and not really helping anyone down the right-hand side, but, but that's a negative and we'll get on to those in a minute. The game in itself wasn't too bad um, in the first half anyway from a Millwall perspective. Southampton had one or two chances. Millwall had a lot of the ball but didn't really create a lot. Um, but we've we done well. A, a, a standout performer has to be Jack Powell making his Millwall debut in the place realistic of right um, with Abu playing in a diamond, in a weird diamond, really a diamond, and was fooling no one to think it was a diamond. Um, Millwall always looked like they were going to lose against the Southampton side, but pretty much played the same side you'd expect them to play in the Premier League on Saturday. And, uh, yeah, I mean, Jack Powell was, was brilliant. He was everything that Just Right, we were promised Just Right was, or Just Right promises to be, and then loses the ball by playing a side with pass. Um, no, Jack Powell played really, really well, won a lot of balls back in the middle, was full-on committed. With the ability to hit a 40-yard pass like Bailey would be my would be my thing. I can't really combine into any new player that I've seen. I mean, I'm 24 and I've been going since I was seven, so that's that's a positive. Um, you know, there was a couple of positives. I mean, Mark is, is, a, is a controversial figure for a lot of Millwall fans. Um, I mean, he didn't you know, John Marquez is what John Marquez is. John Marquez probably isn't good enough to play in the Premier League. Is he good enough to play in the Championship? Maybe not, but he he worked hard. He, he played in kind of the fuller role without playing like fuller. And actually, in my opinion, he's done quite a bit of work tonight. I mean, he was very rarely central. They sort of swapped around with, uh, with uh, I can't say his last name, but with Maggie. Otherwise, Maggie or Jay, if you want that. And I think he played well. Also, I'd like to point out that I was sitting in the West Upper. Um, because the East Lower where I sit normally wasn't open. And people getting negative on basically a side that might as well have been playing in a youth cup realistically by the end of the second half, getting on their backs for not going at Southampton. This is a Premier League side. This is a side that, all right, has been ravaged by Liverpool, of course, but they're still a Premier League side. And to only lose 2 0 when the average age of your squad was probably about 12 by the end isn't really helpful. I mean, do these people not go on a Saturday and, and buy someone with money about paying £15 for a ticket and watching kids? Well, sorry, the people that pay the £400, £500, £600 for the season tickets, you know, they're the people that the club worry about and they're the people that the club the club needs. So if that means that the kids are going to be played on a Tuesday night at Southampton, they're only to, well, three, well, two stands are open and not even one of them full, you know, I'm willing to accept paying £15 to watch the next generation of Millwall players come through so when they come through, we can actually challenge for things. Anyway, that's getting away from the ga- from the end of the game. Millwall by the end, 2-0 kind of flattered Southampton. And, uh, yeah, roll on to Saturday. Hopefully another three points for Lions, and I'll leave it there. Hello, Bob. You were at the ground early today. Yeah, hello Terry, I always get here early in my seat because I want the best view of the Lions on the pitch. The only problem is, I get here so early, I get bored. I'll tell you what you need to do, get a copy of CBL magazine, that'll pass the time before kick-off. It's a great read and full of superb articles all about Millwall. What a great idea! How much is it? 
It's only two quid and a great deal of that goes to charity. Lovely jubbly. Where can I pick up a copy? Pick one up from Nick Art at the Zepa Road Gate. He's here before every home game. Cheers, Tell. I'll never get bored before a game again. CBL magazine. On sale before every home match at the Zampa Road Gate. Just £2. Get your copy now. All right, so I want to welcome on the show a new uh, voice to the Achtung Mill, Mr. Neil Richardson. Nez, welcome to the show, Nez. Hello, there. Thanks for coming on, mate. Um, the reason, reason that we're talking is a post that you put on the House of Fun website the other night, which caught my eye and I think might chime in with a few other people that are listening to the show. It certainly struck a call with me. Now, what you said is, um, talking about the style of football that we're playing, now you say that you absolutely hate the formation that we're playing. I do, yeah. Um, And you know that most sides, it's the modern style, most sides are now adopting an approach similar to ours. But I don't like it, and I don't think I ever will. Call me old-fashioned or whatever you like. I think the most exciting football is when you have two wingers, two centre-forwards, uh, and, you know, essentially a four-four-two formation. What you might call traditional Millwall football, Neil, would you agree? I would, yeah. I mean, I've grew up... I mean, all of us grew up with um, two traditional wingers. I grew up with Paul Eiffel, Stephen Reid on, on both wings. Yep. Um, Moody Harris up top. Yep. And I think for a lot of football fans, that's how it's always, it's how it's always been. I mean, the best sides in the world now are adopting this new formation. I suppose, you know, if you give them time and it, it, it starts to work, then when we're winning games of football, and I suppose it won't really matter. But for excitement value, I always think with two wingers and a... Yeah. What is the, is the way. I mean, I mean what you, the side you just mentioned there, the 2001 Championship yeah. side, was a, a classic Millwall lineup. <laughs> it was a classic Millwall lineup. Neil, the, the young Neil Harris in his prime was a striker like I, I haven't seen really since Cascarino and Sheringham. Yeah. And Moody was a perfect foil, the experienced bigger man that you pumped the ball at. And he had a touch, actually. I mean, Paul Moody um, was, was a big boy, but he was he had, he had touch and control. Yeah, I think they uh, complement each other. Yeah. But what, the, the style, I mean, I, I always go back a couple of years. I don't know if you was at the game, but Swansea beat us a couple of years ago at yeah. the Den under Kenny Jacket, obviously. And Kenny was um, a long ball, four four two man, uh, I think, at heart because of his Watford upbringing. But this game where Swansea almost destroyed us, they played a football yeah. that was a, a different level. And it, it, I think that's when I mean, Kenny Jackett tried implementing a new a new system, didn't he? He did. And he tried getting us to play a um, a passing style last the last season that he was there. Yeah. And he, the, um, he panicked. We didn't have the players to do it, did we? Uh, no, we didn't. Um, we didn't have the players, and I don't know if this is a, a controversial thing to say, but I, I run it past you. Uh, I, I've always thought we've lacked the patience as a crowd for it as well. Yeah, definitely. Collectively, you know, as, as, a, as a stadium, the den is not. You know, it, we, we all know. Fit. Yeah, they're on they're on players' cases immediately, and, and you know um, the style that we're playing at the moment. I don't know what formation you want to call it. I mean, I've seen what is it a three-two. I don't know what it's, 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 it's one up top with sort of three in behind and yeah it's just I don't know when when like likes of Williams got the ball on Saturday he just looked forward there was just there was no movement or I don't know it just, there was no pass on for him at all and he kept going back and going sideways same with Wright yeah it's not their fault I mean Wright got a, a bit of a stick on Saturday but I, I'm not really a big fan of Wright but no. I don't think he'd done anything too dissimilar from what Williams was doing no purely because there was nothing nothing in front of him. We seem to look for this long diagonal pass a lot, Neil, yeah. don't we? Um, yeah. 
played out defence long and diagonal, normally finding Lee Martin or, yeah. um, I suppose, Walford on, on the other side. Moderately effective in, in small doses, I think. I mean, played as a surprise ball. That's not a bad ploy. It is, yeah. But, but I think if you, if this formation, I think if you've, if you've got a big man up top, which hopefully is Renegade. Who we've signed today. today. Yeah. yeah. We need players in behind there, I think, to, like the likes of Paul Taylor that was playing for Rotherham on Saturday. He always seemed to find an extra yard of space. Yeah. So yeah. I think we've got, apart from Lee Martin, who else have we got that's like that? I mean, I just want to, one of the, in, in your posting, you've got yeah. a paragraph here which interested me. The, the statistics show that we had 60%, I think it was 64% of the football yeah. on, on Saturday. Um, but then you go on to say anyone can have those stats when all you do is pass it around the back line into midfield and then back to defence before pumping it long. That's it, yeah. Now, that, that, that's a critical point, isn't it? Because it was being hit long at Fuller, who, in all fairness, couldn't really do much with it. Again, he was getting a lot of stick on Saturday, but... He's never been that sort of player, has he? Fully, he's, no. He's one of these skillful players who gets to ball at his feet and runs at players. Um, he's doing a job of holding the ball. I think, I think he seems to do that quite well. He does, well. yeah. And, um, he's, I mean, I missed, I missed the Legion for them games, but yeah. he's, he, set up, he set up a couple of goals in them games, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, I suppose Ian Holloway, you know, to to kind of put the uh, call it the devil's advocate, we we'll call it Holloway's advocate for 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 this. But he would point to the results. I mean, the yeah. win, the win over Leeds, a poor Leeds. I mean, yeah. I know you weren't there, but um, it was a poor Leeds show. I mean, it was one of the worst Leeds teams I've seen ever. Yeah. Um, the result of Fulham was probably where this formation comes into its own because we contained. What was effectively a, a, a you know a, a kind of a bottom half Premier League side still there, and we contained yeah. them and beat them well. But it's pretty much the same style of play that they were employing against us: hold the ball yeah. and pass, um, the modern style, shall we call it? So it worked well there, but it fell apart against Rotherham rather, didn't it? It um, did, yeah. I mean, I'd, I don't want to be saying. I mean, I'm not moaning about because obviously the other way is. You are. You're moaning. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we do this show for. Have a moan. <laughs> yeah. Just, um, I don't think we're going to struggle this season. No. I don't think we're going to be in a relegation scrap. But I, I, I just think we're two, three players away. I mean, this formation may work if I mean if we get the right players in. At the minute, we're lacking them three forward players, and I don't think it's just a striker. It's the players that play in behind. I think, in fairness to Holloway, he's built a side that's not there yet. I, I agree with you there. Yeah. It's, it's not the finished article by any stretch. But it, you've got more players now that can control the ball and pass. I mean, Williams is a very calm player on the ball, isn't he? Very uh, calm, yeah. And he can pick the pass. And we've got more players that are suited to that. So I'm, 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 Jimmy Abdu seems to be a developing player. Whether he's quite got the um, tools to be a regular start in, in a side like that, I, I, I doubt, if I'm honest. So I, I don't know. I didn't, did he play all right against Leeds and Fulham? It, what he's doing more now, he's, he's getting forward more. And I suppose he's, he's, he's been told to stick to the short pass, which is just as well, because that's always going to be his, um, you know, his, his one, one weapon. And, and he's a busy player. And he's always going to, you know, when he's in the side, he, he will cause um, the other the opposition, you know, irritation. And when he's not there, we certainly missed him. So that that's one thing to say. But the, the whole, the style of play, and the reason I suppose that I picked out your post particularly, because the style of play, is in, it, it requires 11 players that are comfortable with the ball at their feet. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure we've quite got that yet. Another thing as well, I don't think we've got enough pace in the team either. No, we don't. Um, I'm Lee, you made the point Lee Martin was taken out of the game last Saturday, which was a... Yeah. Some of the... Some of Ian Holloway's decision making is a little bit um, weird at times, isn't it? I, I, I don't it, quite. I mean, I can't. I mean, someone posted enough saying that um, he wasn't doing much, and 
give something else a try. But he reminds me a little bit of Paul, I feel, where even if you're not having a good game, yeah. there's something in his locker where he can just unlock it and... He will produce, yeah. yeah. So we've just signed um, Matthias Ranega. I must admit, as I was saying to you just before we started doing this, I, I've never heard of him before. So, you know, that's one thing to say. Looking at his track record, I mean, he's a Swedish international. He's done well. He's been, you know, he's come from Swedish football, Gothenburg, and large Angerheads. I've never heard of them. Malmo, he scored well at. Flopped a little bit at Udinese, didn't he? One goal from 24 games. To, uh, to pay two million for him, so. Yeah. That's just. He's an interesting striker. I mean, six foot five, so. That's it. We definitely need. I mean, on Saturday, I like the look of Ravel. He was um, in yeah. his way. Yeah. Needs someone like him where he's a vocal point of the attack. Yeah. And just be a nuisance. I think he bullied Beavers on Saturday. Yeah. No, I think you're right. I think he got the better of him. You got the better of him. And, I mean, Rotherham. Rob- sorry, he had, a, he had players in and around him as well. As I mentioned earlier, Paul Taylor and Pringle. Yeah. Way seemed to find a bit of extra space in an advanced position. Whereas we was getting it in our own half, like Williams and that. Yeah. Looking for the pass, it wasn't on. Also, but, what, what struck me, Rotherham came out as fairly like, fairly direct and hard, didn't they? They, they were almost yeah. an old school, you know, um, lower league side, clearly. But yeah. they came out as fairly hard and fast, as, as once we would have gone at the opposition at the Den, particularly. Right, yeah. And they they, they 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 produced the goods. They went home with the points, and we we've, we've you know had sixty four percent possession. As you've rightly pointed out, gone home with nothing. And I think had a shot on goal, did we? I know barely target. I mean, barely. I mean, we might have had one, but um, it was the, clearly a, that passing style. Um, when it works, it it looks fantastic, and when it doesn't work, it looks awful. So that's it. I mean, uh, it's, it's a work in progress. It's, it's a completely different way of, of how we're playing. I mean, Holloway's committed to it as a style. In fact, he's talked about the the academy and the younger the youth sides you know playing the style of football so that we collectively get used to it so it's not going to go away um, unless we yeah. change managers which hopefully we won't have to um, so I suppose we all ought to get used to it but um, I, I, I think there's something in what you're saying it doesn't seem to produce the excitement factor that brings the crowd yeah. into play and I think that's you know especially the own form that we've had over the past three four seasons yeah I, don't know, I think the patience may where thin Patience is never a virtue that's in, in much, um, you know, supply at the den, is it, Neil? Right. <laughs> <laughs> we shall see. <laughs> All right, everyone. That's fantastic. We're speaking before um, Saturday's home game against Blackpool, so Matthias Renegi might be the best thing since the, um, sliced bread, or it might be the worst thing since the Hoff. I don't know, but um, we'll, we'll, yeah. <laughs> by the time you hear this, then we'll, we'll know one way or the other. But um, I really appreciate you coming on the show, yeah, Neil. No worries. That's fantastic, mate. Thank All you for right, coming. Thanks on. a lot. You're listening to Achtung Millwall. Thank you for calling Achtung Millwall. Leave your Millwall messages at 02 08 14 Oh, 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 now then, now then, now then, Nicholas, it's your old friend Jimmy here. Oh, oh, jingle, jangle. I have a letter here that says, Dear Jim, can you fix it for me? Oh, oh, now then, now then, to purchase pancake rolls and fried rice at the den. Jingle, jangle. Before, during and after the game from a little lad called Large Eddie. Oh, oh, now then. Eddie, I'm not a fucking miracle worker.
Welcome back after the break. So now we've got one of our um, favourite little sections that we do regularly on the show, uh, Listed Lions. And I want to welcome to our show Mr Lloyd Stevens. Welcome to the show, Lloyd. Thank you, Nick. Thank you very much. Well, it's a pleasure to have you on, on the show, mate. You are our Listed Lion for September. Um, so, first up, let's have your, well, your name, obviously, Lloyd Stevens. Now, you're known on, online as LS75. What's the significance of the 75, Lloyd? I've got to ask you. Is, is that the year I was born? Yeah, born. All right, Lloyd Stevens, 75, of course. Right. Yeah, it's, a, it's like it's one of them where you think, when, when I was lurking, I've yeah. never thought of, you wouldn't think, you know, the amount of posts I've made on there, but when I was a lurker, you know, I just didn't, didn't even think about a proper username, you know, so that's all we've done. Yeah, no, I, I, I've, <laughs> I've wondered that for a while. I mean, I suppose it makes sense. <laughs> look, look, silly me, really, isn't it? Um, okay, so we run for our standard list of, com- of questions now, Lloyd. Um, so first up, we've we've done your name on your nom de plume, um, age and occupation. What kind of work do you do, Lloyd? What do you do for a living, mate? I'm a fitter, office furniture. Okay, okay. It's, uh, it's part time. Right. So yeah, I only work part time. I mean, a few years back, my name became suddenly very ill. Right. And uh, she looked after me when I was a kid, and so I'm just doing a bit of vice versa now, you know. So we're between the family, we all pat looking after. She's 97 now. So wow, wow, wow. She, she's actually, That's a good innings, isn't it? She's a bit of dementia and stuff, you know, so yeah. sometimes I need it, but she, she's all right, she's very good. I'm guessing from the phone code that I've just dialed to, to reach you tonight that you're in the in the Heartland area. It's SE16. Bermondsey boy. Nice one, mate. Nice one. That's, that's what I like. I ain't got enough money yet to move out. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have, the, the way Bermondsey's going, you won't have to. You'll make, make money around yourself, mate. You know? Well, that's it, yeah. <laughs> buy, me, buy me flat years ago, really. <laughs> that's true, isn't it? So what was your first Millwall game, Lloyd? How did you come to be a Millwall fan? What, what, what? Well, it's my uncle's really... Nick, they first took me many moons ago, 1979. Right. John took me down now. Yeah. I don't really remember much about it, really, to be honest. Do you know which game it was you attended it was first? Plymouth. Plymouth at Arn. Okay. That had been Division yeah. Three days back then, wouldn't it? Um, well, that's it, yeah. It's one of them where he tells me about the day himself, you know, he took me down to Barnaby, come out there, pocket full of 50p's. Yeah. <laughs> You know, and he, he, he left me with some woman that I didn't even know the woman. Left me with her, I suppose, while he came on. And then uh, I, I made several visits after that, but it was mainly 1982 I started going properly. That was a regular. So what was your first memory? What was the first thing you can properly remember of the den? What was your first um, game? To be honest, plenty of space, Nick. Plenty of space. You know, in, 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 <laughs> you do what you want in 1982, couldn't you? you, know, you I suppose you could. you want and... Yeah, because in that era, the crowds got down to silly levels, didn't they? It was um, three, four thousand people. So yeah, plenty of space. You're right. You, I remember people used to sit on the terraces because you didn't have to worry about standing up. You still had a view if you sat on the. On the t- that's what me and my cousin used to. Because then, because my other uncle, my other uncle started taking me, me and my cousin age about seven, eight. So, yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's like then where you sort of go down. I didn't. I don't. You focus on the football at that age, don't you? you yeah, well, it's just experience. You're more interested in mucking about, I think, on the terraces. Yeah. Yeah, it was probably more exciting the football from what I remember of that era because it was pretty crappy from from if memory serves. I think we're yeah, down yeah, in. It's, it's the sort of thing we used to take into the pub beforehand, weren't you? You know, like a pack of down the den. You didn't realise until you got the older white old men. I think football then was a very different experience when you look back at it, Lloyd. I mean, what you're describing there, which you know, many many people listening to this will will relate to because that's that's a kind of a common experience. Yeah. But it's just a different world when you look back. It seems like a different planet, doesn't it? Well, it's surprising. It's surprising. 
people started going then in sort of 82 regularly that they, they carried on going for the next few years. It's only sort of you took 87, 88 when they started to you sort of looked the fault. You actually started going down there looking forward to watching the football. Yeah, you deserve a medal. Well, we all deserve a medal from that era, but I suppose the best you're going to get is a slot on this show. That's about as good as a medal as you're going to get. <laughs> That's right. I feel very privileged to be honest with you, Nick, with old Les and old KK. KK, indeed. So, next question, number four, then, mate. CBL, halfway line, the seats, or the Alderton Road end? Where was your favourite we spot? We weren't too far from KK. We used to stand on the corner of Sudlight in between yeah. the halfway line, where the old. Where the, the family enclosure was built. Yeah. We were just down there just, just to sort of the right of the floodlight. It's quite a good view on the corner there. Always a favourite spot for the kids to sit on the, on the edge there and hang their legs over the side, weren't they? That's, that's it, yeah. And that's, that's what me and my cousin again used to do. He's only sort of... My uncle John, he sort of done his own thing with his mate. So it was, it was my uncle Owen who carried on taking us, me and my cousin. Yeah. Thank fuck he did, really. Because it's not being funny, when he sort of got towards... 87, 88, and then we went out. It was a magical time. Yeah, that was incredible times, wasn't it? You know, when you look back at that as well. Again, it's it's quite hard to describe to, to kids now because it was just so unexpected, wasn't it? I mean, you That's know. It, yeah, I mean, I've got my, my mates' kids who go now, you know, they, they don't even realise what it was, you know, especially the principal, no. by the way, you know. But they didn't even realise. And you sort of say to yourself, Cole, when you, <laughs> when you think we went up. Yeah. Well, you, know you, what I mean? you, you Even then, even when you look back now, you think it was unbelievable time. Well, you contrast what you've just said. I mean, 1982, and I remember those days, many of us listening to this show will do, when you got free, I think it was 2000 and something on one occasion. I can't remember who the team was, but yeah. that was, what, seven years before we got promoted to the top flight and all, everything that came with that, Teddy and Cass and the Division One days. No one in 1982 would have dreamt that that was possible. No one never, at all. Never in a million years. You, you know, and then when it did, when it did sort of come, you, you couldn't believe it. You was, no. You I mean, the season, you never bought a season ticket down there. Well, I don't think it was done then. No. And then all of a sudden, when, we, when you go up, you, you turn up down there and get a season ticket. It was a dream time, wasn't it? It was like you couldn't yeah. couldn't imagine that this was possible. And I remember that was my abiding impression of the, of the promotion season. It was like, like waking up in a dream somehow because we were playing Liverpool and Manchester United. And... That's it, yeah. I mean, you can remember Aston Villa on the first day. Yeah. And it was you know, scoring that first goal. Yeah. <laughs> You couldn't believe it. You were looking around, and you know, it's like, I remember it's been packed on the terrace in, and half the terrace in at the bottom didn't win the seats to the side. Yeah. I'm fairly saying, like, 7,000 there that day. And you're looking around, and they scored again. Yeah, we went 2-0 up, didn't we? Yeah, yeah and you're thinking, well, it ain't right, this is where wall. I know. I remember thinking to myself, well, at least we scored a goal in the top division. I, I, I thought we might <laughs> score one over 20. <laughs> <laughs> you know, 40-odd games, or 42 it games. It was just one. <laughs> at least we scored one. Goal, <laughs> we won't get relegated with like one one none lost uh, drawn none record, yeah. you know. Then you um, carry on with a record like that. The, the, you know, was it the first ten games? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was. You know, you're watching Everton. You're watching Millwall beat Everton at home. Yeah, I mean that was an incredible game. That that win against Everton was the first. I think it was probably the only time we beat any of the then top five clubs. But yeah. that moment was was just incredible. The adrenaline of that day was was amazing. You know. It was, wasn't it? You saw, you, you saw the cutter team packing that little corner out yeah. that way, where you was only sometimes really used to seeing a few hundred in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, there was some big, big away time as I know, but every week seeing it packed out, Forest. Yeah. I mean, QBR at home when we go top of the when league. Top of the I league. everyone standing in the cold row up, we're singing top of the league meal. <laughs> I mean, you know, we were actually in with a chance of winning the league. At, uh, as, as we approached the new year, I remember thinking, well, actually, you know, we're not, we weren't far off the pace. Yeah. We, we went to Arsenal, and I think it was a nil-nil draw from them, and Bridie had a goal disallowed. 
But at that point, we were third in the table, and you know, it wasn't it wasn't that fanciful an idea that we might win the league. Especially the way they were playing as well, because yeah. we knew a few teams we had played. Obviously, hadn't played against us before in that sort of respect. You know, you got Cascarino up front. He was a, he was an handful, weren't he? So true. Showing him's a very, very skillful player, wasn't he? Very, very skillful player. And then you had a sort of weird, weird sort of midfield partnership of Erlock and Briley. Yeah, no, what, what a midfield. What we give for that again now, nowadays, oh, Lloyd? Well, that's exactly what we missed, ain't it? Really, Let's I move along to question idea. five, Lloyd. The new den. Do you like the new den? I do, yeah. Whereabouts just sit in the ground, mate? South Lower. South Lower. 38. I know people slag it off with the Jeremy Cole. The Jeremy Cole stand. <laughs> No comment, no comment. Yeah, no, we, 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 we mates and they was having, you know, the kids were growing up a bit. Yeah, they, yeah. Being taken to me, we were sitting in the west lower. Yeah. And uh, we were sitting there and then we went upstairs because the kids get a better view and then it got a bit packed up there. So we just went, we just went in the south lower to give them a bit of room, really. Yeah. No, I, I like the new den. I mean, I, you know, as as I think Les, when, when I was speaking to Les, and, he, and he's he's right. I mean, it, Cold Blow Lane is gone. It can't ever come back, nor will it. You know, it, those That's types it. of grounds are, are gone. But as a, as a theatre for football, I, I don't think there's anywhere to touch the new den. I, th- I think. No, the atmosphere was created big games. I mean, it's, it's up there with the atmosphere of the old den. I think. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, it, it, both both grounds when they was empty. You know, it was, yeah, well, any it was ground empty. When, when they're packed, they're fantastic places to watch football. I agree, I agree. I the mean, atmosphere. You know, some games, obviously, the big games are all know about it, but we've had some pretty big games there in the new day, ain't we? You know, and well, the atmosphere been incredible. Yeah, we have won one and the other. I, I mean, to be honest with you, even with eight or nine thousand there, when when the crowds fire gets going and and it takes a moment of some, I don't know. Some yeah, an injustice, a red, a yellow card, or a goal given. You know, you, we all know what we're talking about. And then the crowd become players in the drama. It's a, it's a fantastic place to, to, to watch your football. I wouldn't want to watch any football anywhere else. No, same here, mate. Same here. I mean, you know, it gets slagged off because of the old internet. But you know, we had to move on, didn't we, from the? Well, the football, football's moved on. But you know, the other night um, it was at Sheffield. You know, Hillsborough is one of the, you know, the kind of landmark venues of, yeah. of British football. But to be honest with you, I mean, the atmosphere that was flat as a pancake, wasn't it? I mean, you yeah, know... the old ground ending, ain't it? Yeah. I mean, it's only the Millwall fans and the away turnout that we had there, a few hundred people. But, I mean, you know, you've got that stupid band and the drum playing over in the far corner. And apart from that, there was no noise from the home crowd whatsoever. It's just a band that in the ground, ain't it? It's yeah. not an atmosphere, really, is it, when you look at it? Not as we know it. No, not as no, we know it. it. Who's your favourite all-time player, Lloyd? Who would you Terry choose? Terry Erlock. Terry Erlock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, and he, he some, sometimes people say he's hard to pick one out, but Terry Erdoff, man. I mean, I know I watched Sheringham. I watched him from obviously when he wasn't playing well hmm. before, you know, 87, 88, yeah, and he started yeah. up with Cass. Yeah, and, then yeah. the, and then, you know, when, when Cass went and he stayed there for season, Sheringham was unbelievable. I mean, the thing, the thing I, I, I mean, Herlock, I think, will be a regular choice by a lot of people, and I think that, you know, you won't be the first nor the last person to pick Terry Herlock out. But, uh, and I think we'll say this again over and over, but I always think that Terry Herlock was a lot more skillful player and he was really given true credit oh, for. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you watch, you watch the old clips, nigga. Yeah. He's always, he's always passing the ball short, you know, it's all little, little passes. Nothing. Yeah. You think some people kick ball and bite with Herlock, and I mean, it was at times, you know, he could, he could do both, couldn't he? Well, he could mix it, couldn't he? He could mix it with the best of them, couldn't he? Yeah. But, you know, he was a good footballer in there as well. 
It was a fantastic because I mean, as a player of the short pass, um, I, I think he was untouched in, in Millwall terms anyway. Yeah. Because you're right, he, he could pick out those passes that fed those two fantastic strikers and what fantastic strikers they were. And he was the man that kind of drove the engine, wasn't he? You know, he was. Yeah, I mean, he always, he always sort of did, he always looked wide as well. You know, he always yeah. looked sort of like Carter there. You know, and yeah. George Lawrence, Chicken George Lawrence. And all, all, you mix all that together, and those, those doing all right, me or all, those competing at that time, you know? Yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, it's a good choice, and I think probably it will be a regular choice, but... He, 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 and not being funny on a personal note, he's, he's such a lovely man, Nick, Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I've, I've met him a couple of times. He bumped into me in the scene at a benefit booth for another Millwall fan at the scene. Right. I turned around, and I said, like, oh, I'll tell you, sorry, son. <laughs> I know, can I... Such a I buy you a drink? Yeah, no, no problem. And an hour later, he's come through the crowd, we've got the bug for me. What, what, what a nice touch. What a nice I mean, touch. He, he, but no, he's a genuine bloke, isn't he, Terry? He's, he's, he's got time for everyone, and you know sometimes you, you see him still shaking hands. I see him in the bank once, down the bloody old bank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shaking people's hands, having pictures taken. Yeah. And he was still having him pictures taken when we went past him down Hill to the road. Yeah. And outside, and he's got time for everyone. They don't. Nice. Yeah, it's very yeah. rare, ain't it, these days, a player to do that. Too true. Nice choice. Nice choice. It's contrasted. It's go the opposite extreme, Lloyd. Who's the worst player? You've got to pick one worst player, because well, I know, you know, know we've had a few. Bit, I feel quite bad, but <laughs> Nicky Coleman. <laughs> I think it's probably because it's the first player I ever noticed <laughs> growing up as, as a kid. Oh, he, ain't, he ain't that good. <laughs> you know, he's been worse players in a middle shirt. I know. You know, I've seen but it's, for me, Nicky Coleman, where we was just standing in that corner, but I was forever the ball minding your way out the ball, and he was, he was knocking the ball down the line. He was always going out into the crowd, you know? Yeah, no, it's it's a tough question because you've got to choose one, and I think, you know, it's harsh on Coleman, clearly, because, you know, there's plenty of others that have been Actually, pretty I poor. Mean, I feel, I feel very bad, <laughs> man, to be honest, but he's the first as a kid, he's the first player I ever fought. <laughs> That's pretty shit. Sure. <laughs> I mean, it's the same thing every fucking week, you know, like, <laughs> not that, and, but then he was very lucky to get doors in the same position come along, so that might have made me mind up properly, but come, yeah, come. Well, Nicky Coleman. Come the end of the season, I'm going to top up all the choices that people have made in these little slots that we've done over the course of the season, and we're going to have like a, a champion best player and a, a champion infamous um, worst player. Yeah, that's it. I mean, they're all bad, bad. I mean, you look at it, Cole Blimey, especially sort of a couple of Scots fellas who come down. Yeah, there with Jason Dare and who was yeah, that I mean, Davy Sinclair. Night, like, in the ball and a, I've never seen a, a kid get lobbed in the middle of a goal, <laughs> standing on the goal line. <laughs> You know what I mean? It's always stuck in my mind as well. Yeah. <laughs> these, are, these are the true moments of being a Millwall fan when you get players like that. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Richard Duffy. He's got to have a mention at all. Duffy, yes. Richard Duffy. <laughs> I've forgotten about him. <laughs> Another good choice. What's your most memorable match, Lloyd? Which one would you pick out if you had one, like a Desert well, Island match, you know? Which there's one? a few. I mean, you know, I've been to the... the Biggest games Mill's played so far, really. Yeah. Well, we marshal of going Millwall, but Swindon in the playoffs. Yes, 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 yes. It was uh, not so much because of you know Robertson scoring and what, yeah, yeah. what, what a fantastic. That's just after Scunthorpe getting beat by yeah. Scunthorpe, you know. It kind of put right what went didn't happen the year before, didn't it? it That's was, right. Was, yeah, I think we might have probably needed to. You, know, you obviously want to go up, you know what I mean? But yeah. Yeah. Sort of, and it was a. I had a friend died recently, Andy Wald. Right. And I got him a ticket for the game. Yeah. You know, and he, we was all there together, and, you know, I've got pictures of us on the wall celebrating at the final whistle. Fantastic. So it's one of the, you know, it's just, 
there's other games there, but because since that's happened, you know, I'll never forget it, never forget that day. Nice choice. I mean, the next question kind of links in with it, and I, 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 I keep looking at this question, wondering if I should include it or not. But <laughs> it's, it's the same kind of thing in a way. But your favourite ever Millwall moment? I think, I think what I had in mind with that was just you know, there, there's games and that's an overall thing, but then there's moments that are just pure. Millwall, you know, and um, I don't know if I'm going to keep this question or not. I'm, I'm going to think about it. But do you have a Millwall moment that's your favourite, Lord? I think it's the FA Cup final, Nick. Yes, yeah. You yeah. know, I was, I was standing there behind the goal, up, up behind the goal. You, you're watching Millwall come out in the FA Cup final. Yeah, yeah. It was a fantastic day out, wasn't it? You know, it was. And it's like then where you're standing, it's another, you've got a pinch yourself moment. It's like when we went up. Yeah. You know, yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah. That game. And sort of when you're at Aston Villa, see them all go to Aston Villa. You're standing at the FA Cup final singing a Bible with me. Yeah. <laughs> Unimaginable. You know I mean? I'm looking yeah. at saying like 35, 40,000 Man United fans looking at us thinking, what the fucking hell was that? <laughs> I think they got a bit like Fulham had the other week. They didn't quite know what hit them, did they, that day? It was just a, a totally different experience. They, they certainly did. And when you look at it at the end, we was all stood in the ground still singing while they're parading the trophy. <laughs> Well, I've heard some noise at me all game, but oh no, nothing man, noise that day. No, nothing, nothing beat the noise. I mean, there was Manchester United. I think went three 0 up, and and the, the third goal, you wouldn't even known it had gone in because the noise from the exactly. Millwall support was relentless. Yeah, you know. it was all still singing. But, I can remember before the game bumping into people. Yeah, you know, and everyone's looking at each other, just thinking, oh, what the fuck are we doing here? Yeah, <laughs> surreal, surreal moments. It was surreal, it? yeah, but yeah. a fantastic moment. Good choice, good choice. Well, funny memories. Have you got any, anything you pick out particularly funny or amusing that you can share with us, Lloyd? Do you know um, what, Nick? Oh, this is the one question that I sort of thought. There's been so many moments over yeah, the years. Yeah. Like, no doubt yourself and everyone listening, where you, you can't just pick one. No. It's been such a, you know, when you all go away together. Yeah. You know, more recently, that baldy at Ipswich and Earls at West Ham. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a piss-taking side. You know, it is, it is, yeah. Off. And often it's in the moment, Lloyd, as well, because when you repeat it back after, you think, actually, it doesn't sound all that funny when you tell it No, back. that's yeah, well, that was, <laughs> oh, you know, also, I'll say it back. We had a, a mate of ours on the train going to Carlisle years ago. Yeah. We won 2-1. And uh, we got up here, and all that. And all he was going on about with his fucking new coat. <laughs> Fantastic new coat. Got it in again, Sal. Like, like, I had the same coat. I was like, yeah, I said, and he didn't say, oh, fuck's sake, keep going about your coat. The last time I saw him, he was getting fucking dragged about by an Alsatian. <laughs> and he weren't sort of, he's, I don't think the people was in his arm, he was going, get off me coat, get off me coat. <laughs> he was going about his arm, with his new coat he was worried about, you know, but... <laughs> No, because it does exist out of real life almost, yeah, doesn't it? I mean, what exactly, you just described yeah. there. Like, the last time you saw the guy who was getting dragged about by a dog. <laughs> that's... Well, that's it. You know, you're laughing, aren't you? It's a real day. There's an old boy about 'Cause you can you can relate to them, you've seen them and it's not till somebody reminds you of these moments that you think, Jesus, yeah, that actually happened. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's right. <laughs> who's your who's your favourite current player, Lloyd? Who would you pick out of the current Edwards. Who was, sorry, oh, mate? Carlos Edwards. Carlos Edwards. Yeah. 
Good yeah, choice. I remember reading when he came on, I know a few people was unsure because of his age. Yeah. And I read a bit about Nick McCarthy saying he's, he's a constant professional. He certainly you know, is. He's a fiddle for his age. He could, he could play another two to three years. He's quite an amazing figure. I mean, he's 35 years old, and, and you know, you're right. He's, you know, fitness-wise, he must be... In whatever regime he's on, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a fucking good one, isn't it? Because yeah, it is. I mean, I think, along with him, obviously, that um, game behind closed doors where they lost the first 11 loss, was it 6-0, was it? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And then Dunn come into the centre, and I just think having him as right back Edwards, the way he's bombing forward, he really yeah. causing problems. I, I mean, I, I think we had this conversation the other day on, on one of the previous shows. You wonder what Ipswich have got in his position to, re, you know, that's going to be better exactly. than Carlos yeah. Edwards. Yeah, I mean, there might be more to it, might You never know. What's well, there may be. Things, but it seems to be a kind of professional, don't it? You can't, can't see him being upset or upsetting anyone. I suppose it's a lesson to any young player. What you know, if you do look after yourself, if you do keep yourself off the, um, you know, off the obvious um, pitfalls of, 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 of having money and being young and all the rest of it, how long your career can actually be? You know, if you do take care of your body. Yeah, Fantastic. that's right. I mean, he, looking at him now, you don't want to book him, but... No. <laughs> he, might, no. He, might that's true. Really escape, but he, he can at least play for another two seasons, I think, the way he's uh, fit he is. He looks good enough, doesn't he? Uh, but I, I do admire his touch and his control of the ball. He's, he, I mean, some of the turns he makes at times, I, mean, as I was saying yeah. this on the previous show, I mean, he's almost like um, Gascoigne or, or, or Cruyff or somebody like that, the way he turns out of problems, you know. When you see it full of him, I mean, you've got false lobbing the ball over the geezer's head, <laughs> yeah. which I, I still can't believe he actually done it and he got, he got away with it, but yeah. even then, Carlos Edwards has got the ball, he's composed. Yeah. He's trapped the ball, he's in the corner, he probably can't believe Fool's done that to him anyway. No, he's set him a problem, and yeah. He's took a tough and, and knocked it down the line, but I mean, it, it was between him and Williams, to be totally honest. Nick. Yeah. Williams is a good a good call because I mean again I, I, you know he's one of the players one of the calmest players I've seen on the ball at Mill and a lot. Yeah, I, I watched that live stream the other night on in the Southampton game and to be honest, way he just slotted back in the centre back. He, he, he was brilliant. Yeah, we were talking about Herlock earlier on. I mean, and, and Terry had a fantastic choice of pass on him, but Williams does too. He, he can pick the long pass out as well, can't he? Yeah, and he's, he's comfortable on the ball. He don't mind taking the ball. I like in a player when they can take the ball. Yeah. they've even got a player on them. Nick. They can take take hold of the ball. If they can't get rid of it first, don't they? Play a touch and go round it. Yeah, no, no, he's. he's and I like that in a player, you know. Last question, Lloyd, and this, I don't know if it's an easy choice or a hard choice. Who's your most hated or reviled opponent? Who would you choose if you had West to pick? West Ham. Yeah, West <laughs> collectively, <laughs> any any individual player that you you pick out, or just the collective West Ham it's ever? The same old stories. Lee Hughes, you know. Lee Hughes. You know, yeah. I don't like it. Players like that, you know, doing the things they do. That's an old ranger at the minute. He's... Yeah, they're kind of um, they they have no morality, do they? I think that's that's the thing. I mean, you know. Um, it's one thing, I mean, it's one thing, too, it's one thing having money and abusing it. Yeah. You know, and being and acting basically like a cunt, really. Yeah, 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 yeah. To start eating women, you know, not just eating them, he's, he's punching women, you know, I've seen the clip yeah. of it on a... Yeah, yeah, it's, um, it, it goes beyond the, the pale, doesn't it? It's, um... I think so, mate, yeah, I mean, you know, there's idiots everywhere, aren't there? There's yeah, there's no shortage there. of them, that's true. Um, yeah, but I mean, yeah, not... Same old, same old people, really. Everyone else, really, I think. One thing I always feel proudest of being a Millwall fan is that whoever these people are, when they come down the den, they they, <laughs> they get it full on, don't they? There's, there's... they do. The only unfortunate thing was that is they end fucking scoring the game. <laughs> 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 One of my worst sights is seeing that Huge, yeah. the cold blow doing that silly dance. Yeah, the monkey dance he does, yeah, doesn't he? Yeah, you know what? I mean, you can't. You don't want people to do it to. Run no. on a pitch and hit people, but I really do wish someone would have took one with the team that day and just run on a fucking knocked him out, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs>
Some players do. I mean, you know, it's interesting. Some players melt. Most melt, don't they, in the face of you know the, it, the yeah, ferocity of the den, and some just play better. And you know, I don't want to take my hat off to them because I'm with you on on both choices there. But you know, some do improve their game. Marlon King always seems to it, score. It yeah, and it's, when, when it seems to switch them on. Some people fry when they don't. They like to say when you think they're Huddersfield players that time in the playoffs, they won't go near the touchline. Yeah, no, that's right. They didn't want to know. Like Adam they? Smith, the other season, he, he cracked up a bit, didn't he? You know, yeah. the players do that, and then others just love it. Yeah, some, some just kind of take, feed off the energy almost. But um, all right, so we're going to go with West Ham generally, collectively. That's <laughs> yeah, ev- no, mate, yeah, ev- every player <laughs> ever. <laughs> Plus, not a ranger. Good choice. I like it, Lloyd. Nice one, mate. That's the listed lines questions done. You've been our listed line for September. Fantastic. Fantastic. You've been a great guest, Lloyd. I really appreciate your time, mate. And um, hopefully, I'll, I'll shake you hand another day when I see you down the den. Yeah, nice one, Nick. Thank you. Thanks for your time, Lloyd. I appreciate it, mate. Listening to Octoon Millwall, the CBL Magazine podcast. That's the Millwall News this week, and we are out of here.